We live in a world where the news is at our fingertips, but how often do we stop scrolling and just listen? I'm Malika Bilal, and starting May 1st, The Take will be a daily news podcast, bringing you the context and the people behind the global stories that matter. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Al Jazeera Podcast. Pakistan's popular opposition leader is under arrest. Imran Khan was ousted as prime minister a year ago. Now he's facing dozens of criminal charges. Supporters say the cases are politically motivated. Could his arrest plunge Pakistan into turmoil? I'm Imran Khan and you're listening to the Inside Story podcast where we dissect, analyze and help define a major global stories. Let's now get the thoughts of all our guests who are in Islamabad. Syed Zulfikar Bukhari is a senior member of Imran Khan's Pakistan Tariq and Saf Party. Nasim Zehra is a journalist and political commentator as well as an anchor on Pakistan's Channel 24. And Javed Arhwan is a parliamentary correspondent at The Nation, a leading daily newspaper in Pakistan. A warm welcome to you all. I'd like to start with uh, Syed uh, Zulfikar Bukhari in Islamabad. The simple fact of the matter is is that there are several court cases against the Pakistani former Pakistani prime minister Imran Khan he hasn't appeared in court for any of them this was a legitimate arrest Look I think that's absolutely nonsense he's appeared many times for all of them every single time he has to appear there has to be millions of rupees spent on uh, police and other paramilitary and um, safeguarding uh, public interest um he requested the use of technology um it's ironic that the use of technology wasn't allowed uh, for Imran Khan but it was allowed for the attempted the assassin who attempted the assassination upon Imran Khan he was allowed the use of technology but Imran Khan never was and Imran maintained that so many people coming out it's a it's a risk to his life he's had two assassination attempts on him uh yet um the courts couldn't do anything and today funny enough they declared a jail a court and held a hearing there whereas all this time with about 140 odd cases they could have done very similar steps at the time to avoid any forms of clashes or uh, any you know harm to uh, public uh, to the public at large so it's just you can see what's going on it's a complete sham and it's just become a kangaroo court and let's be very clear we're in a martial law with a very with a just a facade of a a puppet government. Uh Nasim Zehra, do you think the Pakistani state has a case has cases against Imran Khan and this is all being handled legitimately? Well, I think that uh, there are cases and cases. I think that there are 100 plus cases of which I guess overwhelming majority are just nothing but um and way to put pressure on Imran Khan, but let me just add here that as far as the national accountability bureau is concerned and the cases that are uh, initiated under it zulfi bukhari certainly knows about all that because during his government um, i can start uh, taking names and about uh, half a dozen uh, senior pmln people uh, were taken uh, put behind bars for uh, not days months but for years um uh, invoking the nab uh, the nab law that has been invoked i think that uh, unfortunately the nab law none of the political uh, parties have uh, really tried to do away with it in fact this party is the one in power now changed it and under that law 
under that law, when you go from inquiry inquiry to investigation of anybody, you can uh, you can arrest the person. So let me say that technically speaking, technically speaking, if Imran Khan, like uh, you know, multiple other um, uh, leaders of PMLN, whether it was the former Prime Minister Khakan Abbasi and um, uh, Khwaja Asif, and you can name them, if the way they were taken into uh, prison, put behind bars on the premise that it's investigation of a nap case. Now, having said that, the way they picked up Imran Khan, the way they went into the Islamabad High Court, that is absolutely, that was not legal at all. In fact, there is a court um, order which says, Islamabad High Court, that nobody is going to be picked up uh, or arrested from the premises of the Islamabad High Court. The way they arrested him and all the reports that I got, they said that they, you know, they hit him on the head and they dragged him. The way that he was arrested right. is absolutely, and also, and also that, you know, whether uh, they had, uh, his lawyer was saying in court to Dehman Khan that uh, they had not sent him the documentation, they had not asked him to appear and so on and so forth. I mean, there's obviously the whole history of, on the one hand, you have had Imran, then assassination attempt on Imran Khan, there's no denying that. On the other hand, Imran Khan, therefore, resisting arrest when police from Islamabad went to certain cases. So uh, it, it it's a complex uh, fact, but both things are correct, that there was a case in which uh, under the NAB, black NAB law, you could uh, pick him up, but the way they arrested him was, uh, was absolutely not correct. Uh, correct, but the Islamabad uh, High Court ended up saying it's fine. I think they've now gone to the Supreme Court. Also, Imran wasn't allowed to... Uh, Naseem, I'm going to stop you there, because I want to bring in... I'm going to, well, I want to bring in uh, Javed Rahman here as well. Um, this is something that we see in Pakistan constantly. A, po a politician rises to power, he works with the army, then suddenly there's a falling out, whether it's with the army, with the other political institutions, then there are arrest warrants issued. It's a standard tactic within Pakistan. But does it really work? Does it, does it have the desired effect? Thank you very much. Actually, uh, the uh, present case against Imran Khan, I would like to mention here that the uh, National Accountability Bureau, Accountability Bureau has just amended its laws. The previous practice, if I would like to, I would like to mention here that uh, politicians were arrested and 80 to 90 days remand they have faced, and uh, Imran Khan and his party also uh, has a petition in a Supreme Court about uh, this uh, amendment. And now, at the right moment, he is enjoying, uh, he is taking benefit of uh, this uh, amendment, and uh, you know that. Uh, he was granted uh, uh, un, uh, un, unbailable uh, remand of uh, physical remand of eight days. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, there are many things, but now situation has uh, uh, changed. Uh, we, uh, uh, but Javed, I'm that, asking you about uh, the, the tactic is... itself. I'm asking you about the tactic itself. This self-perpetuating idea that you can arrest politicians, you can throw them in jail. It's not working for Pakistan, surely. And it seems to me that you just accept it as how Pakistan operates. Well, the situation is now very tense. Uh, now there is a need of a dialogue. Now we cannot say that... Uh, uh, Actually, uh, from last uh, dialogue, that was not in a friendly atmosphere. 
Uh, but two things were uh, very important in, the, in that dialogue, that uh, election will be held on the same day and uh, results of election will be accepted. Now all the stakeholders should sit and go for the dialogue because uh, station at every moment is getting first at uh, from uh, we can say that uh, uh, from Karachi to Islamabad, even uh, in Balochistan, uh, there are violent protests without the leaders. Only two main leaders uh, were arrested, and without their leaders, uh, protesters are on roads. Uh, right. Many of the roads has become uh, war zones. And now there uh, is need of a sanity. Uh, uh, education institutes remained uh, uh, closed. And we have seen that uh, many uh, ambulances were sent, uh, set on fire. Radio Pakistan building was set on fire. So uh, there is a need uh, to sit together. All the stakeholders, Prime Minister Shabazz Sharif, also summoned a cabinet meeting. He should uh, discuss. Uh, with his uh, cabinet member about uh, okay, controlling I'm stop you there. Ja uh, Javed, I'm going to stop you there because I want to put that point to two sides of Ghad Bukhari, who's a senior member of Imran Khan's Tariqa Insaf party. We're a very long way off from actually all of the parties sitting round a table and trying to come up with some sort of solution to this. That's not going to happen, but let's just take it back one step. Uh, when Imran Khan was ousted for power, he was about to try and make deals with Russia and with China. He was wanting to be closer to them than to the United States. The United States didn't like that, and therefore there was a soft coup. Many people in, the, um, in his party have suggested that he was ousted for that reason. Is that true? Yes, of course, uh, that's true. Uh, Imran Khan, our party, we we wanted to serve our foreign policy in such a way which serves the 230 million people of our country. Um, we have we had a fantastic relationship with the Trump regime. We hoped to have the same relationship with the Biden regime, but that shouldn't prevent us, just like our neighbor India, uh, to do what is best and source certain resources from any country which. Uh, we feel is better for the people of Pakistan who are ultimately always suffering from inflation or hyperinflation in uh, energy, uh, let it be gas or electric. Um, as for my friend, he just said, you know, two leaders were, uh, senior leaders were arrested. I don't know how many he really wants to be arrested before this madness can really stop. I just want to make it very clear that there's close to about, if not 10, if not 12, then about 10 confirmed people dead, shot dead, straight fires at uh, civilians who are protesting. Um, people are on the roads, there's mayhem. Uh, and let's not forget that we had two sittings, uh, two to three sittings with the entire, uh, all the rest of the parties uh, about uh, a joint election date. But the problem is, is that they don't, they can't afford elections because of Imran Khan's popularity. So it's, it's a very simple equation, no matter how we try to gloss it. It's one person who's the most popular leader probably Pakistan has ever seen. And on the other side, all the parties combined are extremely unpopular. And everybody in the country knows that they're also being boosted by our establishment. So there's a lot of resentment that comes into the people from there. And so then after that, like uh, my colleague Nassim Zara said, is that the way he was brutally manhandled and arrested, I wouldn't even say arrested, I'd say abducted, because no one had any clue what was going on for a long time. And the way this sort of kangaroo court was set up 
last night at 11.30 that the, that the case will be held over there. His lawyers, his representation was not allowed in for many hours before and not allowed to talk to their client. I mean, these are unprecedented scenes right. that Absolutely. you're seeing right now with a yeah. former prime minister. It's, it's unbelievable and try to justify it just weakens our country's stance on, a, on an international level. We should call a spade a spade and say what's happening right now is a man is being victimized because he has simply said that I don't want the establishment to step into the political space and make political decisions for our country. The political uh, Saeed, institutions... Saeed, I want to make, I, I wanna make take that decisions. point that you're making. I want to take that point that you're making and ask it to uh, Naseem Zera. There is a deep state in Pakistan. It's led by the army. The army control most of the shots. They brought Imran Khan into power. And when he pursued something that they didn't like, they removed him from power. The army has always been within Pakistan, whether it's been a democracy or indirect rule, they've always been the power in Pakistan. But now, they've always been respected by the people. But here we are seeing unprecedented scenes of a general's house being attacked by the people, of the court commander's office being attacked by the people. Is the army falling out of favour because of the way it's been acting? Um, well, uh, two or three very quick things. One, uh, I think you asked earlier on, you know, the, the pattern of the army bringing in somebody they like and then falling out and then throwing them out and bringing somebody in. I think this is, uh, uh, it's a, uh, a two-way partnership, right? It's not the army does it unless and until the army has a team B, uh, which, is, um, uh, which is a political party. You had in 2017, you had Imran Khan, uh, who uh, was... Um, who was very popular, but was also aided and uh, was also helped by the army, you know, pre-poll, uh, when they uh, pulled in people from other parties and brought them into P into PTI, and then the falling out, as you said, and the, on the falling out on the question of Russia and China, let me say this, that I think Pakistan's two-decade-old policy uh, continues, and I don't think that under any government uh, we are going to move away from China. There's a uh, in, uh, structure of that relationship, which which uh, is not going to change and hasn't changed, and this government has been in power for a year, and uh, China, we've gotten closer, if anything, and with Russia, we now, when uh, Imran Khan's government last days, they sent out a letter uh, saying we are interested in buying oil, and this government has actually uh, signed the deal, it's all done, and we should have Russian oil come in. So I just wanted to put that in perspective. It's not as if this government is coming and is going to change a policy which is fundamental to Pakistan's interests, which is China and Russia. On the American front, yes, of course, uh, President Biden had an issue with Imran Khan for several months. He never connected with him. And after the Iran um, pull out, the terrible defeat they went through, they uh, kind of, you know, Imran Khan made a comment and they, uh, you know, took umbrage on that. So I think it's a little more complex. It's not like somebody just is going towards China and Russia and somebody throws them out. It's more complex. It's much more internal. And in terms of, um, uh, in terms of uh, anybody army boosting A, B or C, the army, uh, whoever is sitting on the sidelines waiting to come into power, the army offers them help and they take that help and they come in. And when they come in, then there's a falling out when the pers when the party that comes in just becomes too independent. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens now. What you be you but see Nassim, right now Nassim, is that the Nassim, you say yeah, that so yeah, yeah, yeah. you say that so matter of factly. Yes, the army will support 
a politician coming into power. No, that no, is no, not, no, no, that's no, not how it should no, be. No, no, not at all. Yeah. I am stating the, how the facts are. Somebody like me has been arguing that it is about time that, look, let's not uh, uh, forget that, uh, and uh, Zulfi Bukhari is right here, he will bear me out that when Imran Khan was in power, he treated the opposition like muck. He didn't want to engage with them when there were important meetings. He would make General Bajwa chair those meetings instead of being there himself. He had zero time for the opposition. In fact, he was happy to see them all behind bars, which is not to justify anything. I'm just explaining the phenomena to you. And yeah. so you now have a situation that instead of going for Charter of Democracy, Chapter 2, where all these major parties should sit together. And that is what so many people like me have been arguing for not month or whatever we've been arguing for here. Uh, you uh, and I mean, I said uh, to Nassim, you've made your you've made your position very needs... you've made your position yeah. very clear. Yeah. You've made your position very clear, Javed. I will come to you in just a second. Uh, but sides of God Bukhari, you've been shaking your head very violently throughout that entire answer by Nassim. Why? Well, the reason being is that first of all, nothing is signed with Russia. It's not as simple as that. They can't bring refined oil in, so that's all a myth. Uh, you know, they thought they were going to come in and and sign an IMF deal, and that's been. Uh, prolonged for about 12 months now, and we've seen that that's, that's also can't be done uh, due to their incompetence um, and, left, and left the country close to default compared to the 5.6, uh, 5.8 uh, GDP where we left it. Um, secondly, where she's saying that, look, the point is, is that, like you rightly said, Imran, she cannot, you cannot justify that, oh, the army will just pick whoever they want to and then bring them in, and then when they no, show their all. teeth to them, then they will no. kick it. You just can't, that's not a justifiable ploy. No one has said never to work with your army. It's our army. Of course, we're supposed to work with it and work with it day and night for the protection of our country, but the protection of our country, the betterment of our country, where we feel that they overstepped the line and their mandate, they, it needs to be called out, and that's what it was, and that's what Imran Khan did. He wanted to run the government the way he wanted to run it, because at the end of the day, if it's not run that way, he is the one that's going to lose the election or win the election. So just making it very simple, oh, this is normal behavior. It's not the case. Imran Khan never sat with the opposition because the opposition was criminals, the felons who had run away from the country, who are not in the country, who have uh, uh, run away and have got billions of dollars stacked outside. Imran Khan does not have one brick that he has not claimed outside of the country. It's everything I mean, of his is with But he's on charge, he's on corruption charges for selling state property. So, you know, that's so quite he, a serious offence. He's on offense. corruption charges. He's on, he's on corruption charges for selling something which he purchased from the government of what the percentage of the time was. Once he has purchased that, that becomes his own ownership. He has declared that in his capital gains tax. He has declared that in his wealth statement. So both places, they're, they're declared. I cannot question you once you own something if you would require to sell it. You can have a moral argument that should he be selling watches or not be selling watches, but, the, but there is no legal argument for him selling something which he has purchased legally like every other prime minister has in the past. Right, Said, we are running out of time. And you, you, we are running out of time, and you have made your point very clearly. Javed Haroman, I want to bring you in here. Um, one of the things that we're witnessing now that I think is actually unprecedented is a popular uprising and an anger against Pakistan's army. Do you think Pakistan's army realizes that? 
Yes, I think um, uh, now the situation is clearly uh, telling that uh, army has understood the situation. Now, if you see the uh, latest uh, uh, PTI stance, they are saying that a peaceful protest will continue till releasing Imran Khan. Question is there that who will control the situation? Miscreants take advantages of these kind of situation. So, so I would say that uh, uh, that all the stakeholders, including army, uh, politician, opposition, treasury, all these should sit together and go for something, uh, go for dialogue and. Uh, uh, some middle way will uh, be better to control the situation. I think so. Are we going to get any middle way, any dialogue, uh, Nassim Zahra? I can't see it right now. And certainly with Imran Khan's outspokenness, um, he's not making any friends in the opposition, is he? No, he isn't. I, I think it's unfortunate that the last round of talks didn't end up with some sort of an agreement because... Uh, that, of course, in hindsight, would have been much better. And uh, as far as, uh, you know, um, Zulfi Bukhari's point about, uh, you know, as if uh, I'm suggesting for a second that it's normal for the army to intervene, uh, people like me have been arguing that the army has no room in politics, but people like Zulfi Bukhari and his leaders and uh, every political party in this country has made sure that the army gets a space in politics when it suits them. That's the fundamental point, unless all the, the entire political class doesn't sit together and come up with, again, another charter of democracy. We're in a mess. And as far as the uh, economic mess is concerned, of course, the IMF deal is going to get even much worse. So, I mean, I was talking about the Russian oil, which is coming. And, I mean, uh, it's, there's nothing simplistic about saying that uh, the Russian oil is going to come. And, and the point is that there are some fundamental things in Pakistan which every, uh, uh, you know, government will go by, whether it's a policy on Kashmir or whether it's policy on Israel or whether it's policy on um, India, or Russia, China. So I think that... On that front, there are too many political points scoring done, and I just want to keep that on the side. But, but uh, sorry, Nassim, we are running. Uh, we are we are actually running out of time. Uh, Said Zafar Bukhari. Um, one of the things Imran Khan is incredible at is being a street politician, understanding how the street works and mobilising the street. But right now, the street is actually rioting, and it's rioting against the army. All it's going to take is a state of emergency to be declared, martial law uh, to be declared and Imran Khan's in jail for a very long time. Is this the right tactic for him? Look, right now, the outburst you see from the people is, is completely natural. If anyone thinks that we are controlling uh, the people and, their, and the movement that's going on right now, uh, that's not true. Uh, not at all. Right now, people are doing what they're feeling to do. Um, and they've had this anger. Let's not, be, let's not be, uh, beat around the bush about it. They've had this anger for about 12 months uh, now in them. And Imran Khan, despite enjoying complete popularity in the country, uh, has been very responsible with all his protests for the last 12 months. He's turned away and take U-turns in places where he's felt that any violence could break out. So he's used his power very responsibly. Right now, when their leader is arrested, they've taken things into their own hands. We absolutely condone any uh, destruction of any public property or anything of the sort, but people are angry because you've done something which takes Pakistan 20, 30 years back. The problem is, is the same problem that we faced 12 months ago, that Imran Khan has been uh, underestimated. They've underestimated his power. They've underestimated his support. 
the army or let it be the establishment or let it be this puppet government that's there at the moment. They have never seen a populist movement like what is in Pakistan at this moment. And they've underestimated how popular and how much people are going to come on the roads and on the streets for him and how the movement's going to continue. So they've just underestimated him yet again because they've never seen such popularity before. I want to thank all our guests, uh, Saeed Zulfkar, Bukhari, Nasim Zahra, and Javed Ar-Rahman. This episode was produced by Mohammed Alaishi, Um Kusun Sharif, Behadad Mahishi, Fungi Engwin, and Jemma Harris. Studio sign was by Yara Atalla, and the program was edited by George Florakapis, Ling Engwin, and Jody Frias. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. And thank you for listening. Tune in on Thursday for our next episode.